0: Holly G with the Golf Insiders. He was eight strokes back. 250 to 1 odds to win with 10 holes to play. He bogey number three. Birdie number five. Cold hard shanked it on the par three number six. Justin Thomas. JT the winner of the Wanamaker Trophy. Yes, it was miraculous. And as uh, I believe it was Rich Lerner of the Golf Channel said, the PGA went from a ho-hum to a hum And the man who was there catching all of it, Bob Herrig from SI.com, is here to give us a recap. Hey, Bob.
1: Hello, how are you?
0: Well, I don't know what it was like being there. It was crazy drama on Sunday, and uh, what an incredible win by JT, second PGA championship. So sad to see Mito -Mito Piero lose it. Just an unfortunate swing, one swing on the 18th hole. Break it down for us here, my friend.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot had to happen for JT to be in there. As you noted, he was eight back after, on, on the ninth with ten holes to go. He was started seven, and he was eight back on on the ninth. Um, and he made a little bit of a rally there early on the back nine as those guys were, were, you know, kind of leaking oil. And when he didn't birdie the 13th, which is a par five, um, that he did birdie in the playoffs, I thought it was done for him. I I thought he could make a move there if he birdied that hole. And um, they actually missed it on TV, which was surprising, while they were talking to Neiman about – Joaquin Neiman about Pereira. You know, he had 237 in, and he didn't go for the green. And and nobody ever really explained why. This is JT. And he ended up laying up, and he didn't make birdie. Now, he laid up in the playoff and still made birdie. So – I'm not questioning it, but it's sort of like at a crucial time like that. You're thinking he needed to go for it, and and then on on 18, he had a 10 footer that he that that it looked like he was going to need to tie, and he didn't get that to drop.
0: And he, uh, he so I think he thought it was done at that point.
1: He had to have. I mean, you know, he was never tied for the lead until 30 minutes after he finished. Crazy because because he never dropped into a tie until until Pereira. Made the double bogey on 18, and and uh, Torres finished at five under. So, you know, and then Pereira, you know, he he has a birdie putt on 17 that barely missed, that you know, kind of just was a roll or two short of going in. And if he goes to the 18th tee with a two shot lead, you know, maybe he plays a little safer off the tee. You know, maybe he he hits a three wood uh, and tries to just make sure he makes a five and then of course had he made a five he would have still been in a playoff with Zal torres so who even knows i mean you know he had made birdie on 18 on saturday hitting driver to give himself a three shot advantage he made a long punt right but he still you know i i don't know i I'm, i'm sort of i'm sort of iffy on what you know it's easy to say in retrospect why didn't he hit a three wood the day before he hit a driver and it worked out pretty nice you know, so uh, again, I just thought it, I thought it was more haste. You know, he kind of got up there and played quickly, and and maybe he needed to just settle down and think it through and make sure that he, you know, hit a shot that was going to get it get it over to the left more. And uh, obviously, you know, and then you know he still has a chance to make a bogey after taking a drop, and he wasn't able to do that. So. Yeah, just a lot went wrong there for him. Kind of unfortunate.
0: It's um, it was one of those moments, right? Like watching a NASCAR race, and suddenly you know somebody spins out of control with one swing, uh, and that ball dropping in the water. It, it just looked like looked like the end for him. Uh, you know, as we started the day on Sunday, we had four guys. Was it five guys who would never. Forget winning a major; hadn't won on the PGA Tour. Justin, Justin Thomas said it. These guys say it every week. One, how tough it is to win, let alone a major. And they talk about crazy things happen in majors. You know, your, you, you know, your, your brain speeds up, and we certainly saw in this case. It appeared like uh, Mito's swing sped up. Uh, J.T. said, "I was nervous." And I knew they'd be feeling the same thing. So, you know, that major experience of being able to hang hang tight in, in that back nine.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the holes were difficult, too. The conditions were tough. Um, there, there weren't, other than 17, there weren't really a lot of easy holes. You know, the par threes were tough. Um, you know, there's a reason why... Prior to this, the front runners, there was a there was kind of a wild stat that like every 36 hole leader or co leader in the previous, I believe it was seven majors at Southern Hills went on to win, and I think that says something about how hard it is to catch up. You know, like if you could get out in front and just manage your game, you were probably going to win. And look, as as was the as was the case, if uh, if Pereira juice just, just shoots seventy three he wins, right, you know, which had been three over shot seventy five so you know that's you don't know that going in per se. it's hard to think in terms of well, God, if I just shoot par, I'm gonna win or one over but um that that ended up being the case and and there was a bunch of guys up there who hadn't done it, zal Torres, you know Matt Fitzpatrick's won on the European tour, but he hasn't won on the p j tour hasn't contended in a lot of majors. Um, what Cam Young was up there. You had, had a bunch of guys that JT was chasing that, that he knew, you know, maybe one of them will make a mistake. It was smart of him to hang in there, and not really think about it too much.
0: Will Zalatoris uh, demonstrating great play in the very few majors he's played so far. I picked him for the Masters this year, Bob. Uh, but the putter still seems to be. Uh, his Achilles' heel. In certain moments, he missed several of those shorter putts to the right. Um, still, you know, still some tweaking he's got to do there.
1: Yeah, and that's probably the reason he's not contending a lot in regular events, or at least not up there. You know, his ball striking gets him by at the tough at the tough venues, where you know a lot of pars and a few birdies are gonna are gonna help you out. But at the places where you got to shoot. 15 18 20 under he just misses too many putts you know and uh it's a little tough to watch sometimes I have a feeling he's going to go out and he's going to win a tournament by like six because of his ball striking and his putting won't matter that much it won't be it won't matter coming down the stretch but I mean what is it I think that's five top tens and eight majors
0: incredible you know
1: it's a pretty good start and you know, I'm sure he comes out of there feeling really good about it. I wouldn't feel bad about not winning. You know, he he got to the winning score and just got beat, you know, by one birdie in a, play, in a three-hole playoff. You know, he birdied the first one just like JT did. He, he stepped right up and did a great job. JT hit a great shot to drive that green on 17, which turned out to be the difference, you know. And Zal Torres couldn't wedge it in there close enough to get a birdie. And so – uh, that was a that was a big difference in the tournament, but you know, it could have gone to him too. And uh uh it's pretty pretty impressive what he's been doing so far. I'd like to see him figure that putting out.
0: So let's talk about Roy for a minute. Uh, you know, everybody jumping on the Roy bandwagon after his uh, sixty five was it, on um, um Thursday. Just didn't didn't get it done on Sunday. What's 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 wrong with Roy? Can't he close a major?
1: Yeah, I mean I would have liked to have seen him stay closer. I mean, he—it was shocking to me that after shooting 65 to take the lead, he was so far back going into Sunday, to the point where he really didn't have a chance. I mean, he was behind JT. You know, uh, I think he was nine back to start the final round. JT was seven. Right. You know, and um, that would have taken taken a lot. I guess he—I guess if he shoots another 65, he would have been in the playoffs, but. um the the killer for him was Friday, Friday afternoon. And you really can't blame it on the conditions. They had calmed down Friday afternoon. JT had the worst of it Friday morning. And Rory went out there playing with Tiger and Spieth and made only one birdie all day, you know. And if he'd have just hung around par that day, he would have, you know, he'd still – he'd have been right in it. Instead, he felt like four back, you know, and, and that's just – um, you know, and then he pressed a little on Saturday on, on a tough, tough day and, and didn't have it again, you know. So I'm uh, I'm at a bit of a loss with Rory. I, I thought he did exactly what he needed to do finally, got off to a good start, but of course it was only one round.
0: I was surprised to see that he didn't speak to the media.
1: Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. You know, that's a I didn't pass on sat- on Saturday, it's a little unfortunate that he didn't do it on Sunday. Um that's that's you know,
0: uncharacteristic.
1: I mean, Rory, yeah, Rory's great. I don't like to knock him at all because he's, he's always been great to us. He's very insightful, gives good answers, but that was a misplay there, you know, and look again, I give him Saturday. We, you know, sometimes you, you got to let a guy go when, when they're having a rough, when they're having a rough time, but when it's all over, especially on the day where you knew you probably weren't going to be able to win. And I know he was disappointed with his score, but he still finished eighth. It was eighth or ninth, I think. You know, to not talk after that, you know, you're you're kind of one of the game's leading lights. Yeah, that was that was unfortunate.
0: Well, fortunate for JT, uh, who also uh, thought he had shot himself out of the tournament on Saturday, and said he went to the range to quote let some steam out, but he didn't want to leave the golf course with all that negativity. Fortunately, had Bones by his side, one of the, the smartest caddies out there and maybe one of the, you know, smartest students of the game. You know, he JT really, really, uh, you know, gave the accolades to Bones for calming him down on Saturday night and told him to stop being so hard on yourself. And, you know, he really uh, was able to, you know, Get him in a better frame of mind for Sunday. And I, I, you know, I wonder, you know, we talk about these caddies now and, you know, the, the teams behind the players, which, you know, is really well deserved now. These caddies can be the 15th man, you know, the 15th club in the bag, right, Bob? And in this particular case, perhaps Mito's caddy missed an opportunity to slow his man down on that 18th hole in regulation. Maybe have him take a couple of breaths, uh, you know, talk to him for a minute. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's a fascinating part of all this. You know, in the case of Pereira, you know, they've only been together since late March, and maybe the caddy didn't feel he had that kind of relationship with them. You know, in the heat of the moment, you don't want to say the wrong thing either. You know, it's a... It's, uh, it's a difficult situation, I mean, and I think you have to sort of, you know, know what you can and can't say. Um, you know, some caddies realize they just have to be yes men. They have to agree with their player so that he's confident, even if deep down they know they're wrong. Because if they, if they say the other thing, then they create doubt. You know, so it's really the mark of a good player that he's willing to listen to the caddy even if it differs from his own opinion, and doesn't let it impact him, I think that was a great attribute of Steve Williams and Tiger. You know, Steve would would tell him, you know, and Tiger didn't hold it against them if they were if they if they were wrong. That's the other thing is you can't hold it against them. There's a lot of guys out there. If you're close by, you see them chirping at their caddy, like it's the caddy's fault they they hit it over the green, you know, and. The player's the one hitting the club, and he's got to know the yardage too, and he has to understand, you know, how far he hits the ball. So, in the case of Bones, he's been through this a lot, you know, almost you know thirty plus years of it. He had five majors with Phil, and Phil was a guy who never held it against Bones if he thought he'd, he never ever disparaged him in public for True. you know like a bad read or whatever.
0: He always called and, it on himself.
1: Yeah, and I think that I think that Bones, you know has some gravitas with with thomas for that and you know they were still working through their relationship six months in uh you know it's not all they they're trying to get used to each other and i think one thing that makes it easier it was after a round and they're on the range it started to heat the battle but he basically told them look you know like you said he's too hard you're being too hard on yourself you know you're you and 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 jt said if my dad had said that, it would have been more like, you know, the loving parent who's propping me up. Right. You know, whereas coming from Bones, it's, you know, he's trying to tell me more. It's not, you know, not that I need to hear I'm a great player. It's more that I needed to hear quit being so hard on myself, you know. And I'm not sure Bones thought it was going to pay off the next day in a win. They've been They've been knocking at the door a couple of times and not getting it done. And JT was getting frustrated. And, you know, he was frustrated when he, he missed a playoff by a shot at the Spa. You know, he really wasn't a contender at the Masters. You know, so it started to get on his nerves a little bit. And I think Jim was really smart to do that. You know, he's playing this week at the Colonial. You know, I don't know if he thought it was going to pay off the next day in a win, but I think he thought it would pay off down the road. And uh, it, it paid off very next day. You know, he shot 67. He did that three times. Um, you know, it was a hard day to go low. And um, you know anything that helps, you have to you have to seize on that. So good for him.
0: So I'm curious now where you rank JT. Uh, they talk about the parallels between uh, Justin Thomas and Tiger, and I think when you look at JT's game, just some of the shots he hit, you know, just especially on 18, the drive and the iron shot, you know. He really is a player that has that creativity, you know, some of these very imaginative shots in the moment. He's also a guy we've seen him go low when he, when he needs to. I mean, uh, you know, that wasn't likely on Sunday, as you said, because the golf course was just so tough. You know, you, you really had to play defensively, but he's got two majors now. Players championship, FedEx cup. 15 wins. Uh, have we been overlooking JT in terms of uh, his greatness here?
1: You know, I don't think so. I, I think I think we've acknowledged that he's a top 10 player. And we're, if anything, we've been a little surprised he's gone so long without winning. For all those reasons you said, you know, I think that's what Tiger sees in him. You know, that he's got an ability to work the ball. He plays different shots. He's a, you know he's a very very good iron player. You know, when he won the Players last year, he hit 17 of 18 greens and shot 64. He missed the last green on the fringe; otherwise, he would hit all 18 greens. You know, and I thought that was going to kind of propel him. You know, he had a little bit of a shaky start to the year, and then he and then he wins the Players, and then he went like eight tournaments without finishing in the top 10. It's kind of weird. And you know it's uh he's he's got all the shots he's he's obviously a long hitter for a guy who's so who's so you know obviously not a big guy sometimes his putting has held him back but he's you know he's got an all around game that tiger appreciates and now sure he added up fifteen wins, two majors of players you know it's a it's a heck of a career already, and he's not even thirty so um you know, now the question is is can he can he pick off a couple more majors? And and I think we, we we um it's you have to be a little cautious when you when you when you go down that road. It's just you know, it's been five years since he won the last one. It's been eight years since Rory's won one. You know, Speed hasn't won one in going on five years. Uh, you know, uh, it's um, you know, not Kefka's had a lot of injuries, but it's been three years for him, you know, and and it's just not that easy. So there's a lot of good players up there, a lot of them. And uh, and then you have some good players that you're not thinking of, like some of these guys who stepped up who haven't won. It makes the task even harder. But um, you know, he said, I, you know, he he has a, he had a news conference today in Fort Worth that basically said it's kind of a relief. You know, now I've got that second one, and I don't have to, I don't have to worry about that. And that should make him go for a third, be a lot easier, especially this year.
0: Well, we've got major star power, uh, teeing it up tomorrow at the Colonial in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, this has one been one of the PGA Tours landmark events for uh, a long time, the 75th edition to be exact. And, uh, you know, Jordan's teeing it up, Colin, Sam Burns, Victor Hovland, uh, Scotty will be in the mix. What uh, what are you looking for here uh, for a little uh, comeback at Colonial?
1: Yeah, you know, it's hard to say how JT will perform this week. It takes so much out uh, of you. Pereira is there also, I believe. You know, how does he bounce back?
0: And Will um, Zellatoris.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a good week from Jordan. You know, he he's contended there a bunch, hasn't won at Colonial, had a good week in Dallas. I think he had a better week than the results showed last week. You know, he just didn't score very well. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. You know, he's very motivated at these Texas events.
0: As we know, this course is often referred to as Hogan's Alley. History of it goes way back. Uh, what what can we expect this week? And tell us just a little bit about about the course.
1: Well, it's going to be a heck of a lot different than last week. You know, it's it's not long. Um, you know, it's 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 considered it's considered one of the old classics that stands up and is sort of proof that you don't have to have like insane length to challenge these guys. There's going to be some dog legs. It's not a lot of drivers. You know, you got to work the ball. It's actually a great course for Justin Thomas for that for that reason. Same with Jordan. You know, but uh, you gotta get you gotta be in the fairway because there's a lot of trees and you know you got a lot of blocked shots and so you've gotta you gotta maneuver it into those into those areas and uh, I appreciate the fact that uh, you know that we can have some events where length isn't so much of a factor. You know, Hilton Head's another one, um, the Travelers. You know, I think I think it's good to have some of these courses and it shows that. I mean, last week, come on, seventy-five hundred plus yards, par seventy. He had both par fives playing over six twenty. Um, you know, this this won't this won't be remembered in history. But on Friday, when Tiger was grinding to make the cut, he was playing the 16th hole, which was like a five twenty par four. He hit driver five iron. He had a hundred. No, he had two ten in. 2.10 left on a par four for these guys, and he hit it to four feet. Pretty amazing shot, and it got him inside the cut line. And, you know, that is – imagine us trying to do that, you know? So Colonial's a little bit more user-friendly, and I think it will be a very good tournament anyway. It usually is.
0: Well, I can't believe we're 20 minutes in, and I'm going to finally bring up Tiger and get your thoughts on uh, – Tiger W. Dean for the first time ever in his career.
1: Yeah, in his major career, first time he's he's withdrawn. Uh, actually, as a pro, I think he did at the at the U.S. Open way back. He had a wrist injury before when he was an amateur. But yeah, you know, look, he's he's had some withdrawals over the years, um, especially with the back stuff. But this is the first time.
0: In like a major. In major, and
1: you know, I it's funny. I I, wa- I was on Friday. He finished, you know, a little after 6 p.m. local time, 6:30 maybe it was. Um, and he did. He was stoked to make the cut. Obviously, he 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 double bogeyed the 11th. He's one outside the cut line on 12. He makes like a 15 footer for par to stay in it. Um, he birdied. I think it was 13. To get back on the cut number, and then that birdie I was talking about on 16 to get one on 100. You know, he was he was three over through 36 holes, and and genuinely pleased. You know, and so then he does he signs his card, and he kind of does the the media car wash. You know, he does ESPN. Um, I think he talks to Sirius. He talked to CVS, uh, and then he then he talked to us. And each stop wasn't long. But, you know, it's 20 minutes probably total, 15 to 20 minutes. And then he went into the locker room. And I, I had gone to the parking lot to ask um, Rob McNamara something about, about you know, just a technical thing about Tiger's clubs or something. And I just happened to notice that Tiger was then coming to the car. And he walked out of the clubhouse and down the stairs. And then he's in the parking lot walking downhill on a paved lot. And the walk was the was. The worst it was all day it wasn't on the course. It was on a flat surface, you know, mm-hmm. but it was it was very pronounced, like the limb. like you could tell, he probably stiffened up a little bit, and now he's sore, right? You know, and he was in a good mood. He was fine, but you could tell he was really sore. So now what is it six thirty seven o'clock? His tea time the next day is eight thirty. So it's barely. You know, 13, 14 hours away. It ended up getting pushed back a half hour because of the weather. And then he wakes up to a 55 degree drizzly day. You know, and and uh, I just knew that that was a bad sign. It wasn't enough time. It wasn't enough turnaround time. Right. And then you have a bad cold day. And look, the turnaround time is always going to be there. If he plays late, early on Thursday, Friday, he has to deal with it Friday the problem for him at both the Masters and and the PGA was he had a late time Friday and then didn't play well enough to get himself higher up the leaderboard so that he could have more time on Saturday morning. And that's tough. And then you throw in the cold weather. So look, after the, you know, he shot 79, he had one birdie late in the round. It helped him break 80. You know, he had a stretch of five straight holes with bogeys. He had never done that in a major. Um, And It just didn't seem necessary to go back out there and put yourself through it. You know, I think he gets the benefit of the doubt. What's the point? He was hurting. um, And And
0: certainly didn't want to cause further injury.
1: Yeah, and we don't know if he can. I mean, there's no definitive comment on whether or not he can hurt himself more. But he can certainly make it harder to recover. And, you know... uh, you, 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 now it's fair to wonder: Has he has he come back too soon? Has he, has he bitten off too much? Would he have better? Would he have been better off not playing the PGA, waiting? You know, what about the U.S. Open? Now that's a quick turnaround. That's three weeks from right now. Right. You know, and he had five weeks between before the PGA. And you know, the U.S. Open isn't going to be an easy walk. It won't be an easy course. You know, they never are. And do and you want to put yourself through that? I just think that's kind of a, that's tough. That's, you know, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised either way because obviously I thought he would never play the Masters. I didn't think we'd be talking about him in either of these tournaments, to be honest with you, and he played them both, and it's pretty impressive he made two cuts. Incredible. Um, But now he might be better off waiting for the Open. We know that means
0: means a lot to him, and he, he committed before he had committed to anything else. After and the
1: You know, it's he's he won't play Saint Andrews again, probably well, you know, he could be competitive in five or six years, but it's less likely. And I think he'd like to play it one more time while while he considers himself more competitive, active, You know more competitive and uh and and then and then, you know, take off from there, use the fall to to sporadically work out of your game but keep trying to get the leg stronger. He keeps saying there is room to make the leg better. So if that's the case, you know, let, let's say he's never going to be hundred percent. Is he fifty percent and, and he and he's hoping to get to eighty? Well if he can get to eighty, maybe that's good enough. You know, but we <laughs> these are things we don't know. And then right. you know, let's see, play the Bahamas in 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 December, play maybe Riviera, his tournament in February play the players you know a month later it's a month before the masters at some point i think he needs to play a little bit more than just the majors just to get the reps to get the competitive reps and um so playing in his tournament you know he'd have given himself plenty of time to get ready for that playing uh playing his playing the tournament uh you know that that's the tour's flagship event and you know it's still a month before the Masters you know so time to recover and, and regroup and then go from there you know see see what happens he might be because he's look he's still got the world class skills you know he doesn't hit it as far as Rory but he gets it out there his iron play is great when he's on
0: and he made so, the cut uh, let's say it again yep. he made the cut that is yep. Tiger's tenacity through and through uh, so we stay tuned, Bob. And uh, all right, time to throw your dart. Who are you picking for uh, the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial?
1: My dart, I think, is going with Jordan. Uh, I, again, I've picked him a lot lately. I think he's playing nicely, and, and uh, he likes the course. It's well-suited to him. He's contended there before. He doesn't take these non-major weeks off. He doesn't look this at, look at this as prep for the U.S. Open. He wants to win it. So I think uh, I think this is a good week for him. We'll see, but uh, that's that's who I'm going with.
0: All right. Well, as always, we appreciate your time, Bob Herrick from SI.com. We'll see who will be putting on that tartan jacket on Sunday. Thanks so much, my friend.